Okay, our guest today is the founder, guitarist, and singer for the Flower Kings. He's also a member of the supergroup Transatlantic and many other projects as well. Of course, I'm talking about Roy Nestolt. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Let me start with the new CD and and especially thanking you for your time this week. I know you're probably busy with uh, the promotion and everything. How has the last uh, few days been for you preparing for the release of the album? To be honest, I've been working for a couple of weeks now, you know, with promotion. So, so uh, yeah, it's kind of hectic, you know. And in the middle of that, probably we, we get to that later. But um, it's, I mean, there's a lot, lots of other stuff going on also. I mean, with touring and both with the Flower Kings and Transatlantic and, sure. and also sort of in the the last stages of, of, you know, the mixes and mastering of the Transatlantic album. So it's like kind of weird, you know, we're... We're juggling <laughs> all sorts of different projects here, but, but yeah, I want to get know, into that uh, I, for sure later on as well. That's, that's absolutely. I, I'm not complaining, you know. It's, <laughs> it's I keep busy and I I have stuff to do, and so that's fine. And in the middle of, of everything, I I returned a couple of days from London. So I was for a couple of days in London and uh, did um, promotion and also guested with Steve Hackett at the Royal Albert Hall in London. So you so, were on, you were in that show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, great. What parts did you just uh, like special uh, a few songs yeah, or what? No, uh, just just one song, just guesting on one song. And he had John Wetton guesting on one, and he had Ray Wilson guesting on one. Wow, on the show. Yeah, and I mean it's quite an impressive hall, really. Uh, we have, and you may have them in America, but I mean this is the real deal. <laughs> we have certainly great venues here, but that's I know considered one of the top. Uh, special yeah. places to play so um, and I've, I've never been to it I hope to one day yeah I mean in fact actually the acoustics in the venue you would imagine it's, it's kind of huge it's I think it's a 3,000 seat or something like that big uh, classic uh, concert hall for classical music really but right, so right. You, you would imagine that putting in a rock, a rock band in the Royal Albert Hall would sound weird but uh, or lots of echo but it, it was actually the very good acoustics you know well that music especially is very orchestral at, you know at times probably sounds even more impressive yeah in a yeah, place like yeah, that. yeah what goes into when you're about to release uh, an album the month prior as a as an artist i don't think a lot of people know you give the album to the label and and that's done it goes into pressing so then what happens to you as a as an artist for that month what do you do well, what what happens is that the um, the record label they hire someone to set up interviews like this one or with magazines or something. That I have to answer like an email, you know, lots of questions and talk about the music, and that's the difficult part. <laughs> Playing <laughs> to, to not music, repeat the same things over, I'm sure. The music that's that's the easy part. But once you you know you're supposed to start talking about your music, that's. Uh, I think that's probably something that most artists agree upon, you know, it's it's really, I mean, we as artists really don't want to talk about our music, <laughs> we want to play and then other people can talk about the music, you know, right. so, but that's, and I mean, anyway, that's that's what we're doing, you know, and we're trying to get the word out there, you know, and talk about the album and talk about the touring and all that, you know, so, so that the fans know exactly what's happening, you know, right. and what, what to expect. What was the reason for jumping right in to the uh, to doing a new album this year? You took a longer break before the previous one, Banks of Eden, right? 
Um, well, it, it was a it was a break, really. It was a couple of years break. We didn't plan to have a couple of years. We just said let's stop for a while because we're sort of, you know, in getting in some kind of routine of of just making an album every year, making a, or, or doing a tour, and then going back to to making another album. So after a while, and, and we've been going for some time, as you may know, and just comes to a point where you have to ask yourself is this fun is this what we really want to do sort of doing the same album over and over again or you know doing the same tour playing the same venues another time so we stopped for a couple of years and right, then right. it felt and we were doing other things I was doing things with Transatlantic and with Agents of Mercy and then we you know we you know we came back uh, last year with a new album and started touring so we've been touring you know all around you know mostly in Europe and we've been to but we've been to Japan and we've been to Israel and Russia and playing a few shows in America together with Neil Morris also and um, for us really this isn't any anything strange with doing an album now it, it seems to us really <laughs> comes really natural you know it's right, uh, right. it's because i mean this is what we do we don't have any daytime jobs to worry about so so once you stop touring uh, okay let's make another album you know let's see what we have we have material yes we have material let's record it great do you write on the road while you're touring or you wait until uh, you, you have some downtime uh, for me personally, mo and I, I think probably I speak for the others too. Uh, I write at home because my home is also my studio, you know. So uh, it it comes very natural. I mean, all the days that I don't have interviews or I don't have you know a mix that's got to be finished by Monday, then <laughs> I have my free time, and I rather be in the studio writing music than watching television or stuff like that. So. So, I mean, I have a family and I, we have a dog and stuff like that. But, I mean, normally a day for me means having breakfast and then going into the studio at nine or half past nine and then see what comes up, you know. Just turn on the, the, the stuff, you know, the instruments, you know, and, and, you know, see what comes up. Some days I'm lucky, some days I'm not so lucky, you know. And uh, some some days or some weeks I would say it's, you know, these are really creative weeks while others I'm struggling a little bit you know and uh, every now and then sometimes I may write something on the road or in a hotel room something like that but or while I'm away traveling you know or even on a flight or something you get bored and something comes up you get an idea and then you need a piece of paper and a pen you know to scribble something down you know it's just to remember but uh, uh, it's. I mean, the normal procedure for me would be sitting here in the studio, you know, and hooking up whatever the keyboard and or the guitar and the computer and start playing around and see what comes up. So you then put together ideas and then bring them to the guys in the band, uh, in this case the the Flower Kings, before the new album, or did you guys write differently this time? Um, well, it's 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 little bit different every time but I would say this time I mean normally I would I would actually come up with ideas and then maybe a couple of weeks later I listen to the ideas and see if I like them if I like them I may start to sort of refine them you know and 
programming whatever the drum beat or or making you know sure the beginning of the song is you know right or the the ending or sort of finish the song really or rather finish a demo of the song so i can present it to the guys and even write the lyrics uh, in this case we did a little bit different um because oh, well, i don't know i just felt that maybe we should leave a, a few you know ends open to see what comes up if we just you know have kind of rough ideas rather a riff or a, a vocal melody uh solo section or an instrumental you know bit and and you know and and then when we get together we can sort of find out how to piece together all these bits and pieces right so this is what we did this time with most of the material not all of it but most of the material this is something we we did in the studio actually listening to bits and pieces and then trying to figure out how to connect all the bits and pieces so it made sense you know and that that's sort of my idea was to sort of get all the guys more you know to get to work together as a unit rather than being five guys sitting in their home studios, you know, and doing finished songs and come up with these finished songs, you know. So, so, so to write as a band was the goal this time. And I think it worked out to at least, I would say, 70, 75%. We, we did it, the, the album this way. And then there were a few songs that were more like things that I... I wrote and demoed and, and did like finished demos here and and we just recorded it the, the old fashioned way, you know. Right. Yeah. So do you guys as a group work on the music first and finish all the music or you're writing the lyrics and the melodies at, at the same time and having an idea where that part's gonna go? I would say the general procedure would be to work on the music first. And and every now and then I get an idea about the lyrics while we're working on the music, you know. And sometimes I have absolutely no clue. Right. <laughs> it's just music. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. Something is going to come up when when I listen to it back home, you know. And uh, but there are I mean a few exceptions, you know. And sometimes it's like I would say like uh, probably uh, the track "Desolation Road" on this album is probably something that where the the lyrics came up first you know and i put music to the words but the normal procedure for me and for the band is to record the music first and then you listen back to the music and and probably like just like any fan you know you listen to the music and the music is kind of cinematic so it's sort of all sorts of pictures start coming up you know and or you just wake up one morning and say, oh, you're rushing into the studio and you need to scribble something down because you come up with an idea for a section, you know, or a beginning of a song. And so I, I trust very much uh, just, you know, inspiration, you know. So I, I have no big plan for what's going to come up. And uh, maybe this time a little bit, of course, because we try to keep it within a certain framework uh, as far as the lyrics. But normally I just go with, you know, whatever comes up and whatever I like, you know. And then you can be your your own critic afterwards. You listen to it, but or the the other guys in the band can say we like that, or we didn't like that so much, you know. And but I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be I mean uh, uh, censorship uh, that that sort of comes into play 
too early in the, in the process. I, I don't like that really. I, I'd rather do something and then say that didn't really uh, meet my expectations or that really didn't work out that well. You know, let's work some more on it. Yeah, how often do you guys go back and rewrite and rework things before you're really happy? Are you perfectionist uh, or, or are you personally a perfectionist? I, th- I think we all are to a certain degree. I mean, all the all the all the guys in the band, they're kind of we are we are critical, you know. But we 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 need to <laughs> we need to know when to be, uh, I mean, reasonably critical because you could take like uh, you can do like a Boston, you know, and and right. spend <laughs> yeah, seven years between each album. Well, whatever, seven or something, or Peter, or Peter Gabriel, and that's fine. But to me, that it doesn't work because by the time you know we've finished an album like that then I'd be completely bored with what we have anyway so so it's got to be it's got to be fresh I think and I think what happens is that we yes we do rewrite both the lyrics and the music even the music because on this album we had stuff that we recorded in the studio we did the backing tracks and then get home and then some of the guys or maybe me felt that well that section you know towards the end didn't work that well you know what about keeping drums uh let me try this one you know and let me see what i can come up with in terms of other chords or maybe we take the chord from another song you know and put into this last section because the drums are great but the uh, chord section or or the the melody is not working really so we i mean even to the to the last minute we're sort of changing stuff you know and I sometimes change vocal bits you know even up to the final mix you know I think ah, I'm not really happy with that you know I, I rewrite the lyrics and I do another vocal take and, and mix it so uh, yeah I mean to answer your question yes we are kind of I, I would it doesn't have to be perfect really because uh, there's got to be some still got to be some sign of life you know that these these are actually human beings playing the music you know or writing the music so there's got to be something that's not perfect but um, we try to polish for a while I think and until it feels right you can never tell you know it's, it's like right. if someone asks me what's the formula how do you do it I can't really tell it's just that I know when when it sounds right to me and you know at that point I say okay this sounds right to me how about you guys and they say yeah yeah sounds sounds good <laughs> and that's the time to stop you know right. because you could go on for another month or another year you know and do something but it's probably going to turn into something else so typical flower king's album has uh, or many of them have a, a good long epic or, or or a few epics the last album had just a few songs that were really long this one is 10 songs a lot of shorter tracks that were split up was that intentional or were a few of the shorter ones uh originally intended to be one long song by any chance and and you decided to separate how'd you decide to make this album different in that way i don't know really i think um we I mean, when we're in the studio we pretty much work with music you know we have bits we have sections we have ideas and we work out the ideas and then as with many other albums we sometimes we sort of glue together sections because as you if you listen to the album you can hear that sometimes there's there's a riff coming back you know 10 sure. minutes later in right. another song even lyrics coming back 
So the way I viewed this album was that we're actually working on a big piece of music, you know, but we can't really remember. <laughs> we can't really rehearse like 65 minutes of music and, and play it perfectly and doing the basic tracks. So what happens is that we divide it into sections, you know, and um, and we record it uh, as different parts, but then in the end we sort of glue them together. In this case, the difference is that in this case we actually did like technically we were doing separate tracks. So what you can do when you listen to the album, or if you you know if you want to play it on the radio, you can actually jump to the tr track five, let's say five, and that's kind of complicated if we're doing one long song and someone for some reason like the the bit that's 14 minutes into the this big big epic then it just gets complicated you know so to us it seems like the perfect way to listen to this album is to listen from start to finish but if, if you don't have the time or if, you, if you're for some reason looking for some part that you really like or you, something that you want to play on the radio station then you can jump into whatever track six or seven or something like that, you know. But to us, it's more like a, a big piece of music. Yeah, it's, it has that feel uh, mm. to it, I think. Is there pressure being a guy that writes these long 30-minute songs to always do that? Or it just is something that comes naturally to you guys? I think it's more like um, we're aware of the fact that the fans sometimes expect it. Right. And some, sometimes the fans expect it in a way, I would rather say they, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because we're something, jo some, sometimes we're joking about fans that say, oh, the Flower Kings, there's a new song, uh, epic, it's like 35 minutes long, it's got to be good, you know. Right. So it's, it's, it's like it's it, long equals good. And right. uh, I don't think that's always the case, you know. Sometimes long can be quite boring, you know, and, and we're probably guilty as just as anyone else. But I would say when writing the music, it's very easy to just keep writing, you know. So I would say it's rather the other way around. Sometimes I say, hmm, how about stopping here, you know, because we can come up with lots of lots of ideas more solos more we can come back to the chorus we can do another version of the intro you know in a slower tempo something bombastic and then there's another solo we can keep going no problem we could make a, a, a track that's 75 minutes long <laughs> but sometimes I think for whatever reason we feel that okay are we going to play this live uh, no we're probably too old to play 75 minutes of music live you know and I remember doing that with Transatlantic playing the whirlwind, and that was probably almost 80 minutes of music. Right, sure. And it's kind of taxing, you know, for guys. For me, that's, you know, I'm <laughs> 57 this year, you know, and the other guys in Transatlantic, they're getting older too, you know. <laughs> so that was, we, we needed to take a break in between, you know, playing the whirlwind and then take a break of, say, 15, 20 minutes, you know and get some air and refresh ourselves and then come back playing the other epics that's, that are only 30, 35 minutes long. You know? <laughs> right, they're the short songs. Yeah, they're, short, they're shorter songs. It, it's like amazing crowds every time, amazing band, amazing energy, but you could definitely feel it. And I mean, we have people working, you know, you don't even need to tune your guitar. So it's not like it's a physical 
thing really it's more like <laughs> your brain is kind of you know working i mean it's going into red probably you know and so i think with the flower kings uh we tried to we once did we did um a track on an album called flower power a track that's called garden of dreams and that one is uh i think about 60 65 minutes long and and we never ever played it live in its full glory we played bits and pieces of it but it's quite you know it, it takes uh, a lot lots and lots of energy to sort of mobilize all that energy playing this song and keep everything in mind you know all these sounds and all the uh, different sections so I don't know maybe we're just trying to avoid that sort of putting us uh, ourselves in a position where we need to play <laughs> this desolation rose <laughs> thing you know 70 minutes of music you know as a full so we can actually divide it into bits and and uh, that that are more easy to comprehend for us you know as players and maybe for the audience too yeah you know it's true because in this particular case with the new album it does make it a little uh easier when you say i like that part in the middle there and you can jump to song six and just listen yeah. To, to that song whereas I've had that before where I like uh, minute 17 on some transatlantic song and you have to fast forward to it or something if you ever want to get to it so. yeah. I but mean not, not even I know I mean if you say like 15 minutes into the whirlwind transatlantic I have no idea what happens <laughs> at the 15 minute mark you know right. tell me the fans probably know I don't know sure I no have. the fans do I'm sure of it so, well, while we're at Transatlantic, I mean, let's talk about the new album. You said you've been working on that, and we've seen some updates on, on the internet and everything. The The album cover just came out and, and the album title. Uh, where is that project right now, and how much is left to do, and, uh, you know, what can we expect? Um, well, the guy who was mixing it actually sent over the final masters today. I haven't listened to them yet, but I've heard uh, the mixes, and I think that's where we're at. I haven't seen all of the booklet. I've seen the the cover artwork, but not seen all of the booklet. So, so I would say um, production-wise, we're, you know, as a band, leaving it now up to the people, the manufacturing people, you know, who are doing the album, do, doing the album cover and and all that, you know, and that's where we're at, you know. We, it's now it's like a waiting time, a couple of months, you know, because this is the process, you know. Everything has to be approved, and you know, and then they just start printing albums. And and on this one, there's uh, is it four tracks? I think it's five tracks five. on this one, mm-hmm. and a few long ones as well. A couple of twenty thirty minuteers. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There's actually one track that's thirty two minutes. I think the uh, the closing, if I remember right, is the closing track. Okay, great. Called Kaleidoscope. That's the cl- closing track, and it's 32 minutes. And th- there's another one that's probably like 17 or 18 minutes. And there's a few shorter ones. That's going to be really exciting for your fans. Um, is it good to have that now again as, as a steady project after the long hiatus that you guys took before the whirlwind and now go back into it a little sooner? Yeah, and I mean, we, we've been tr- actually been trying to get together uh, right after the the whirlwind tour ended, we started talking about hmm, uh, what about uh, next album, etc. And it took a lot of time, really, because this was. I mean, I think we were touring the the whirlwind in two thousand ten, 
And we've been trying ever since, you know, to get together to write and record a new album. And there's always been something, you know. If sometimes it's Pete because he's out with Marillion, sometimes it's Mike because he's out with whatever band, and and sometimes it's me, you know. So, so it was really difficult to get. Finally, we found time to get together and record this year. So yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I I just remember the whirlwind experience being something of a highlight, I would say, or. Uh, uh, as far as a touring musician and uh, artist, uh, that's something I think all of us remember as as a highlight, really. Yeah, that was a great album, a great tour. When you guys get together, how is it with such powerful figures and songwriters and everybody has all these ideas? You know, mm-hmm. with Flower Kings, you have a, a say of the most of the album and most of the music. When you get into here, do you have to hold back some ideas, or how do you guys negotiate which parts, whose parts? I think it's uh, pretty much like any band. Like uh, we're, you know, uh, like a, a, I would say, a working democracy, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if, if there is such a thing, you know. Um, but I think it probably we we after working for a couple of years, you realize certain guys have a certain talent in a certain area, you know. So and and certain things are really important to one guy, whereas the other guy say no, I, I don't care, do whatever you want, you know. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. So, and but I mean, some uh, sometimes every now and then it's like we're, I would say we're not in agreement you know and then we have to you know we just have to sort it out you know whatever it is like whatever the title of the album the mix or the artwork or stuff like that so we we just have to to work it out in a democratic way you know and as you say well absolutely we are four guys and strong very sort of will we we are used to uh being in control you know Right. in our bands or, or over the years I would say with Mike in Dream Theater and Neil was in when he was with Spocksbeard and now I've been sort of the headmaster of the Flower Kings and, and Pete maybe is the guy but Pete is really I mean easy on, on most of the things and he, he definitely has an opinion but you know it's, if, if we're fighting it's usually me and Mike and Neil who are fighting about <laughs> And and Pete is really easygoing, you know. He's yeah, whatever you guys feel is okay, you know. When you were writing for the new Flower Kings, were there ideas that uh, you were coming across where you said, "Oh, this is perfect for Transatlantic. I I know this is going to work for that. I'm going to save it for that." I don't know really. I remember writing something that that ended up on the Transatlantic while we were working with with the Flower Kings album, and I think the thing with the Flower Kings album was that we had so much material. We had so much. I remember sitting here with. I was almost scared to to even show all the stuff I had because I <laughs> I think it ended up being I was just collecting stuff I had, you know, and and I think it was probably closer to three hours of music, you know. So I was thinking, I if I start playing three hours of music, they're gonna fall asleep, you know, and or they they're gonna think it's too much, or you know, or uh, uh, so I think what happened is that I probably put something aside for transatlantic already because we had so much with the flower kings anyway and 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 i wanted to have some kind of uh i don't know uh, leave something to the rest of the guys in the flower kings too 
something if there's one guy coming up with a million songs you know <laughs> there's always a chance the other guys feel like why should i bother you know why right, should yeah. i well even, there's even no bother. shortage of ideas i guess going to have all those ideas you know and he knows and oh that song is great and that song is great and that song is great why should i bother you how was the the tour with new morris and the flower kings and the encore was the transatlantic i mean that must have been some crazy Prague festival i did i missed uh, any of those dates i wasn't able to see it was that an amazing tour to do it it was and i think besides the um the the transatlantic tour i think um that that felt like a really really successful tour in terms of attendance uh i, I haven't seen all the money side yet because i frankly haven't <laughs> i'm supposed to look into all the economics but i haven't i haven't had time yet but that really doesn't matter in the big picture because i think the tour what neil felt what i felt and what all the band felt was that it was a really fantastic tour on all accounts and i mean just you know be able to play to great bands touring around europe uh, that was the main thing we did we did a few shows in america too but the main thing was touring in europe and then get together at the end of the night playing some transatlantic stuff unfortunately without Pete Chavalas but there was at least three three guys in you right. know from from transatlantic and then we had Jonas joining on bass and towards the end we had Eric and uh, and Adson joining on guitars and Bill joining on keyboards and and Felix joining on drums we had two drummers and it was just insane it was just a big <laughs> the biggest wall of sound you ever heard you know <laughs> It was insanely loud, but it was insanely fun too. And I think we all agreed on that. You know, I mean, at the end of the tour, I think everyone was really, really happy. And it was a, you know, a tour of a lifetime, I think. Are we going to see something similar to that on the cruise in, in February, the, the progressive uh, nation at sea? Well, I mean, the fact that we, we are all playing, we're all playing, you know, so we're all there. I have no idea what's, what it's going to be. Uh, because we have so many other friends on there too, you know. We have Daniel Gillenlev, you know. He's playing with his band, and he's playing with Transatlantic, and right. we're right. playing with the Flower Kings. And actually, now we're going out in Europe together with Daniel Gillenlev. So he's going to join the Flower Kings in a few songs, and we're going to join him with the Pain of Salvation song. So I can think of just any kind of strange jam coming up, you know. And I mean, with Transatlantic, we're getting uh, this this final encore thing you know together with John Anderson from Yes so we're right, we're going to play Yes songs and I don't know there's going to probably going to be Yes songs and Pain of Salvation songs and Flower Kings and Neil Morris and Trans <laughs> I don't know I don't <laughs> good know. luck rehearsing before the, yeah, uh, the yeah, yeah I, I, I've started looking into the Yes songs already and it's like it's not, I mean there there are guitarists and there there are guitarists you know I mean I would say Steve Howe is one of those guitar players that have uh, definite unique style of playing and it's it's not always easy to sort of copy what he does you know I'm, I'm it's sure difficult to copy Jeff Beck or copy Dwayne Allman or guys like that but but Steve Howe is <laughs> is really something different so it's well it takes some time you know to get into it really but I mean I, I love the songs you know so it's and I love John singing so so it's I, I mean I, I'd rather take the time learning it you know from from the ground and up and uh, did you guys pick the songs already for that you don't have to obviously say which ones but did john uh say i, I want to play these or yeah uh, yeah he, he made a suggestion so it's i would i would guess it's a roughly about half an hour of, of yes music you know 
Well, listen, I um, I appreciate the time. I think we covered as much. I could talk to you for two hours, and I know you have a lot to do. So uh, I will see you on the cruise and catch all those shows for sure. I wish you the best with the new release and success with the album and the tour and, and everything, and I hope we can speak again. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, absolutely, man. Take it easy. Bye. Okay, we're going to close with a track from the new Flower Kings album, the song Desolation Road. Please check theprogreport.com for more news and upcoming interviews. Thanks. Come on, man.